I want you to open your Bibles to Mark chapter 10. I'm going to do a lot of reading. But I don't have a lot of notes. <laughs> That's when you can say amen. Because if I had a lot of reading and a lot of notes, that means I was going to break down every scripture I read. <laughs> just, just helping you. So, Mark chapter 10. Somebody say, that's where we're at in our study. Right? Right? Alright. I'm going to read from the first verse to the 31st verse. And then I'm going to have you turn to another scripture and read from there and then we'll pray and we're going to go to work. Mark chapter 10. And he arose from thence, came into the coast of Judea by the farther side of Jordan, and the people resort unto him again. He was wont, and he taught them again. And the Pharisees came unto him and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife, tempting him? And he answered, and he said unto them, What did Moses command you? And they said, well, Moses suffered it to write a bill of divorcement and to put her away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, for the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. And for this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. So then there are no more two but one. What therefore God has joined together, let no man put asunder. And in the house, his disciples asked him again of the same matter. And he said unto them, whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another commits adultery against her. And if a woman puts away her husband and be married to another, she commits adultery. And they brought young children unto him and he, that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was displeased and said to them, suffer the little children to come to me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, blessed them. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeling to him and said, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why you call me good? There is no one good but God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy mother and their father. And he answered and said unto them, Master, all these things I have observed from my youth. And Jesus, beholding, loved them and said unto him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up your cross and follow me. And he was sad at the sand, and he went away grieved because he had many possessions. 
And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for they that have riches to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. And Jesus answered again and said, children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? And Jesus looking upon them, he said, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Then Peter began unto him, Lo, we left all, and we followed you. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, that there is not a man that has left house, brother, sister, mother, father, wife, children, lands for my sake, and the gospels, but shall receive a hundredfold. Now, in this time, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, land with persecution. And in the world to come, eternal life. But many that are first shall be last. And the last, first. Now I want you to go with me, if you may. Please go with me to Acts chapter 1. I want you to go with me to Acts chapter 1. Let's look at verses 1 through 8. The former treaty that I made of thee, Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after that through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. To whom he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait. Somebody say wait. Wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, ye have heard of me. For truly, John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons, which the Father put in his own power. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you will be witnesses both to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. You tired of standing? One more portion of scripture. Go right over to chapter 2 in Acts. And let's look at verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. 
And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to us. Amen. The word for this house. Now I know we come on CTV. I know we're on Zoom. I know we're on band. I know we have visitors that listen. But this is not a message for them. This is a message for us. I know that God is going to feed somebody from the crumbs that fall from the table. But today God is speaking to our house. Somebody say our house. He told me to tell you that the word for next level ministries in this 14 year celebration is get ready to double up. This is not a word that I'm going to teach because it can't be taught. It has to be caught. See, this is a very special anniversary for us because this year it just happens to fall on the day of Pentecost. Now, for those that don't understand, let me just give you a little history. Pentecost is a celebrated holiday that falls on the 50th day of Easter. See, I know you thought Easter was just a day. But Easter is a celebration. And Pentecost falls on the 50th day of Easter. The name is derived from the Greek word Pentecostal. I ain't say that right, but you look it up. I like how it sounds. Pentecostal. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Which means 50th. As Penta Sunday takes place on the 50th day. It is a big festival in the Christian church that observes the descent of the Holy Spirit on the apostles and the disciples. Jesus, following the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus Christ. It also marks the beginning of the Christian church and the mission to the world. Y'all better follow me. The festival marks an end to the Easter cycle, which starts 90 days before with Ash Wednesday. At the beginning of Lent. It is observed on the seventh Sunday after Easter. And ten days after the ascension of our Lord and Savior. Jesus. It is a changeable feast day. Only because of how it falls in time. The earliest day Pentecost took place was on May 10th, 
1880. And the latest possible date for Pentecost would be June 13th, 2038. That's something to think about. So this year we celebrated on the 23rd. Celebrating the, watch this, the Holy Spirit coming in the forms of flames of fire. Sitting upon each of the disciples. And speaking as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I said this word has to be caught, not taught. It's a rhema word. Somebody say rhema word. Speak, Lord. Rhema literally means utterance. I'm going to be tying some stuff together. Did you going to love this? The Holy Spirit sat on them as cloven tongues of fire, and they spoke as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. The first time the apostles spoke, it wasn't to preach from a text. It was to speak whatever the Holy Spirit uttered. Rhema. Rhema. It is an action word. It, it, the other form of a word would be logos. If you ever heard that logos, and that's where you get the, the term logo. And that's, that's best described in John chapter 1, where the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word was God, was with God, and the word became flesh. The word became the logos. Jesus was the logo of heaven. Oh, my God. So, so today, we're going to receive the rhema word. Now, it's, it's, this is powerful for us. I was excited as your pastor. Because this was encouraging to me. Because I was talking to my pastor. He called and he encouraged me as he does on, uh, on our anniversary. And I was talking to him. And I was explaining to him how, you know, I was in pain and oh, what was going on. And he stopped me. He said, no, 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 no. You need to understand you were climbing Jacob's ladder. And that there's been a name change. Y'all better help me. So I said, he said, everything is in alignment. Every, everything is in alignment for what God wants to speak in this moment to us. That's good news. That we're in our 14th year, that it is on the day of Pentecost that your pastor can't preach standing up. And that the word for this house is it's time to double up. And the fact that we were in the book of Mark and God told me, do not deviate. But read this text. Because it's going to be important to what is happening right now. In our text, in Mark, in Mark chapter 10, I just discussed with you some things that God said he's going to double up on in our lives. 
See, he talked about a few things in the, the book of Mark. You feel you see me getting happy. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it. The first thing he talked about was marriage. The covenant of marriage. The commitment of marriage. The, the unifying factor in marriage to becoming one flesh. I sit and I sat and I watched yesterday as Next Level moved like a married couple. See, see, you, you, you're not gonna get. He, he said, he, he said. They asked, uh, "Is it lawful to to have a divorce?" Now I'm not, I'm not. I told you, you gotta catch it. I'm not getting on. I, you know, I can break down the integrity of the text, but I'm speaking what God wants to speak. He's saying to us, we, we got to get, and we've come to a place now that uh, who we have in the midst is who we are covenant. That, that there's a level of commitment. And, and the enemy doesn't like to see unity. So he's going to do his best to try to divide. But what God has put together. Y'all not going to say nothing. You know, that, that, that the fact that we got some young couples in here that that been together for a, 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 a certain amount of time. You understand? And, and this ain't an indictment because, you know, it's not to talk about those that have ever been divorced because, uh, you know, you know, your pastor, I, I've been divorced, too. But but when you find the one God put you with. When you find where you fit at, where your blessing comes from, because of the commitment and the unity. And God said, this year, I'm going to double up. I'm trying not to get to the end to it. But, but I'm going to intensify. See, there's something about marriage. And, and, and as I was speaking about how we open up, you, you can tell there's a fight coming because I, I'm not, you ain't got to be honest, but I can sense it in the spirit that some are like, well, I'm comfortable with where we are now. I don't really want to let nobody else in because well, you don't really want nobody else to come in and on your relationship. And you, I'm not going to say nothing, but I'm, I'm trying to tell you when you're connected and you become as one, you ain't got to worry about who God is about to send in taking anything from you because you're already but he didn't just stop at marriage he started talking about ministry and he took the little child and we learned about the child because the child couldn't give back the child didn't have any status and he said, you got to, unless you receive the kingdom as one of these little child, you have to, the little children. And what is the, what is the purpose of next level? What has always been our calling? It's been to the Lord, the next generation. Oh, you can't, you can't lose sight of what we've been called to minister to. The little children serving the next generation. Not getting stuck in tradition and ways that ostracize those who need Christ. You ain't going to say nothing. When we minister to those who can't minister back. 
is when we best get blessed. God, God is good. So he said, that's, that's why he was, he just wants to be able to trust us. But with the baby steps. But with, 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 with not even 12 by 12 of a pear tree so he can give us a whole space of a pear tree. See, the pear tree is not this, it, it, it's what he's given our hands to do, but it's not the size of God's heart. But all we got to do is have the vision of God and he'll expand it to the size you're not going to say nothing. God is about to double up ministry. Tap your neighbor and say, don't get tired now. But if that don't make you happy, there's another portion he started talking about. Everybody going to start running now. Hold the door, Usher. Money. Here comes this young rich ruler. What do I got to do to enter into the kingdom? Well, okay, you kept the law. You're doing that. You're, do, you're doing everything. But but one thing you lack, go, go sell what you have. Tell you, when you ain't got much, it ain't hard to sell something. Go sell what you have and give to the poor. And then come take up your cross and follow me. I know you ain't supposed to clap your, uh, tap yourself on the back, but God said it's okay to pat yourself on the back today because I know there's some of you, some of us in here that took some of what we had when we ain't had much and gave it away. For those who didn't have any. And we've seen God move miraculously. Jesus, y'all better help me. And been carrying the cross for a little while. And I love the disciples. The disciples said, how are we going to get in? Because we done sold everything. And here we are following you. But God said, uh, yeah, well, if you did that, we ain't got to wait to get to heaven to get blessed. He said, now and this time. Oh, my God. I See, I can't talk around broke, broke folk. I'm sorry, I done been around broke long enough. I know what it's like to be around broke. I don't like broke. I'm sorry. I do not like broke. God said, we can have it now. He said, if you, could, he said, if you don't love it, I'll give it to you. If you love me, I'll give it to you. But if you love it, you won't have it. And I've learned not to love what I never had. Y'all gonna miss that. You'll get that. To, you'll get that. See, when you ain't never had nothing, when you come from the bottom, you learn priorities on what to love.
But then he says he he, he shifts, and and then we read in Acts, and, and we're just gonna go to Acts real quick. He he said, okay, I'm dealing with your marriage, I'm gonna deal with your ministry, I'm gonna deal with your money, and I'm gonna deal with mighty works. Because Acts one eight said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. How many of us got the Holy Ghost? You're gonna have to catch this. He said, you're going to be, you're going to receive power. You, you, God doesn't give power to people that ain't doing nothing. You don't need power if you're not doing nothing. But we got the heart of God in this ministry. We got vision. We got things we want to be doing. We got things we want to be growing. We got territory we want to be taken. It's going to take it's going to be a mighty word. See, he said the last <laughs> shall be first. I, I learned not to go by what it looks like when I know who I'm looking at. You don't put your eye on what it looks like when you know who you're looking at. Oh, let me take you into the prayer closet. God said when I started you, I started you walking by faith. You knew what it was. You knew what it was on 1399 State Street with five members and how people were standing outside to hear the word that was spoken in a box smaller than what we're in right now. Y'all ain't going to say nothing, but I'm going to encourage us this morning. He said, so I had you, I had, and then when they come because they wanted to hear and they wanted to see, then I had to move you over to 60 Colony Parkway and their eyes got wide because of all that my hand could do, but that was still nothing. But then they started dropping. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Because I wanted to show you that people will be with you when you're on the mountaintop and when it's looking good. But then they want to walk away when stuff start looking like it's drying up. So I had to bring you to a place where you could be humble enough to understand that the work don't stop just because of the place that you're in. And at the last moment, when you didn't even know where you were going to be, I opened up this space for you. You ain't going to say nothing. To a place where you could save supernatural money. With a handful of people. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Y'all not going to say nothing. We came in here. Well, it was three years ago. Not even yet. Three years ago. We came in. We had the meeting. With about 20000 in the bank. Giving that man almost a million dollars over the seven years. And I told you. If you just stay faithful. Well people shutting their doors and wondering. He said I'll do a mighty work out of a small place. And in them short three years. We sitting on close to about 50 grand. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Able to do what God wants us to do. 
Pastor Mom spoke, said, I see a van, mobile ministry. Yeah, we could go buy a van. But he said, you have not because you ask not. So I had to go in and tell my boss we got a vision. She said, just write it down and make it plain. We wrote it down, made it plain. And yesterday we had the van in the parking lot. Y'all not going to say nothing. And then we've been speaking some stuff to her. Thank God for aces as they moving stuff around. Said we want to do some stuff. We could use one of these schools. She said, write it down. And make it plain. He always does great things on the backside of the desert. You ain't got to flash your name. You ain't got to put it in lights. They don't even know we still operating. What happened to them? Where they go? But when God says, my last point, he said it's going to double up the marriage, double up the ministry, double up the money. Double up the mighty works and get ready for manifestation. Y'all better help me. He said they began to speak as the Spirit gave them utterance. You're going to go start speaking to your marriage. You're going to go home and start speaking to your pocketbook. You're going to start speaking to whatever it is God has given you. And that thing going to start moving. Because it's not going to be you speaking. It's going to be cloven tongues of fire. That's going to be speaking. You got to speak to the... Y'all better help me. Hallelujah. I'm going to close. 14. 14 years. One hundred twenty-two thousand seven hundred and twenty-one hours. Five thousand one hundred and thirteen days. 730 weeks 441 million 797 328 million seconds we've been in ministry and they said what good can come out of New Haven Every one of us in here, this is the church of God's misfits. 
pray for me because I'll change the name. I'm out, got everybody in here. Your family done said something about you either was premature, you was premature in your attitude. Some can't read, some can't have speak right. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Some of y'all so crazy, crazier than a bed bug, but the Holy Ghost, oh my God, what he can do with a giant and a midget all in the same church. Fourteen is the multiple of seven. It takes importance being double the number that implies a double measure of spiritual perfection. Seven is the number of completion. Seven times two. Double. It brings its own significance. Watch this. As it does in Matthew. Because the genealogy of Jesus Christ is divided up in sets of 14. Two generations. Being in two. The number being associated with incarnation. Y'all better help me. Y'all better catch it. The number 14 represents deliverance. It represents deliverance. It means salvation. It's used 22 times in the Bible. 24 times in scripture. The 14th day of the first month is the Passover. Where death had to. Do I got anybody in here? That death had to pass over. I'm not talking about one time. Now, not two times uh, that death was at your door. Watch this, watch this. Fourteenth, it's the first, it's the Passover when 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 God delivered the firstborn of Israel from death, and then watch this, watch this about fourteen. Now we gonna have church and have ice cream. Some four hundred and thirty years later, on the night of the fourteenth day of the first month, God made two covenant promises to Abraham. One was a physical seed. Isaac and his descendants, Jesus, and one was a spiritual seed, Jesus. On that, on the day, watch this, on the day portion of the 14th, God confirmed the promises with a special covenant sacrifice. The Bible says, after these things, 
the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I am your shield and your great exceeding reward. But Abram said, Lord, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And behold, the word of the Lord came, said, One shall be your heir that comes from your own body. Look at the heavens and count the stars. And if you're able to count them, so shall your descendants be. Pastor, that's all going to find. What are you trying to tell us? God is saying next level. 14 for us represents the fact that the devil couldn't kill us. It not only represents that the devil couldn't kill us, it represents that we are standing on the apex of the two covenants that God has given this ministry. One physical and one spiritual. Y'all not going to see it. I I need a church to be able to see it. Y'all better see what I see. He gave us a spiritual promise that when this church was established, that this church would always be established. We are an established church. But not only that, what's greater than that, and every physical promise that God promised, he spoke it, it's going to come to pass. And what's even greater is the spiritual promise that he made to this church. You want to know why so many of us are sick, got to go through procedures, got to go through pains and healings and everything is trying to attack your family? It's because God is trying to reveal to us the spiritual promise made to this ministry. This is a healing ministry and you don't need nobody. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God. Well, every every disease, every pain that has killed others could not kill us. Why, 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 why? Because there's a spiritual promise on this house that you shall live and not die. AIDS couldn't kill us. Cancer couldn't kill us. Lupus couldn't kill us. Crack couldn't kill us. Alcohol couldn't kill us. Sexual addictions couldn't kill us. Y'all better help me up in here. It could not. said 14 is the number of double we are standing church with the authority of Job that everything that we've been through God said I'm about to release in this season double for your trouble I don't have a church. Double for your trouble. In other words, you're not going to just get healed. Everybody around you. You ain't just going to have money. Everybody around you. 
Somebody say, this is my season. This is our season. If you are a member of this church, I cancel depression. I cancel anger. I cancel fear. And I declare over your life, double joy, double peace, double blessing, double anointing, double. I need you to tap your neighbor and say double. That means you got a double praise. You got a double praise. Double GPA. It's going to be so many doors opening. You're going to have to ask God, please. I'm going to need some help to walk through these doors. I'm going to need some help. I can't walk in all this blessing by myself. I got to share my blessing. You know what's so good about this? This means we can stop being jealous of each other. Oh my God. <laughs> Kelly, when they start seeing the new cars come in the parking lot, ain't gonna be mad. I'm gonna say, mine's coming next week. <laughs> when them keys to that house come, ain't gonna be mad. Mine coming next week. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. He said houses, lands. When he said lands, that means no mortgage. Do you understand mortgage means death? I want God to double up. I'm speaking that thing. I don't care. I, I'm speaking that thing. I'm talking about mortgage, debt-free, house paid for. I was sharing with somebody. I said, "You know what? God got to make him. God is making strategic moves, and 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 not many years hence from now, we're gonna be we're gonna be in the room with millionaires, not just one few. Gonna be millionaires in this build in this building." And I said, "I said I want I want to share. You know, this wealth. I want people to get in it." And we was having a conversation, and some some are scared of wealth. And I'm breaking the curse over whatever system that has been planted in your mind to make you think you can't think like that. Because we're thinking like God right now. And as the Holy Spirit gave us utterance, somebody say Holy Ghost fire. See, when you got Holy Ghost fire, you can't be speaking nothing but faith. As a mighty rushing wind is gonna come. Did you feel it? Did you do you feel him in the room? Do you see do you sense the shift and the, the, the words that are coming out of my Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for victory. We thank you for 14 years and for 
this season a double in our lives. And we have expectation. Lord God, we're looking for it. This week, that you're going to move mightily on our behalf. Father, for those that we lifted up in name, Lord, you know the needs. Touch the doctors. Touch every part, medicine and everything. Lord God, let's go in and come out better than we went in. Father, we bless you for it. Bless the ice cream, bless the fellowship. Pastor Mom, I know her heart wants to be here. She's here with us, and we thank God for her wisdom. Amen. We thank you for the blessings that you've bestowed on us in this season of the anniversary. And as we go from here, but not your presence, be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace and peace.